Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour two of Fans First Take. We want to hear from you, Houdat Nation, on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Coming up after this hour, will be the countdown that kick off with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick, followed by kickoff at high noon on WWL Saints Radio. Coming from Charlotte, the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister bringing you all the action from Bank of America Stadium. And I'm looking here, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day over there, uh, mid-80 degrees, uh, s- sunny but cloudy day, so... Uh, no bad weather, at least in the Saints' fortune for this matchup, Scott. I mean, that's a, that's a blessing. Listen, with the with, with the with the game they had last week, the weather was nice. You want this? You want the weather not to play a role in this in this game, and just let Alvin Kamara do his thing today. They're going to have to count on the offense probably a little more than they they even did last week because the defense has major injuries. You don't just replace the Davenport and Alexander that easily, and and, and also pick up the slack for Lattimore. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Saints bounce back today and having nice weather certainly helps that. Replacing those Alexanders always seems to be a tough time. <laughs> uh, not not always, but this particular one, Quan, he's tough to replace. Yeah, for me, that's, that's a big one for this defense, not only for what he means talent-wise to this guy, these guys on the field, but just that, that moxie, that personality, that – uh, that the person that he is, guys just want to uh, show out and play for him. It's almost like uh, people are trying to impress Quan Alexander. Uh, they want they want to be that alpha along with him. He just has an amazing way of inspiring everyone around him to elevate their game. And I know you still have some top dogs like a Demario Davis, like a Cameron Jordan over there. But I'm telling you, things are just different in the mix without a Quan Alexander. I do feel a little a little bit better uh, that we saw some improvement from a guy like Zach Bond in, in game number one at least. But uh, the other rookie at linebacker, Pete Warner, is another, another person who's unavailable. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this team pieces things together at the line, linebacker spot. When you just started that, you, you basically said everything I wanted to say because, listen, the top dogs personality-wise on this team – right now on defense are certainly Cam Jordan still and Demario Davis. And as great as Quan Alexander is, at least you have those two big-time leaders on this team. Those are the guys that everybody is going to rally around, in addition to Alexander, of course, who's not going to be available today. But the next thing you said was what I wanted to say. Zach Vaughn is playing out of his mind right now. Zach Vaughn, I feel totally comfortable with Zach Vaughn. He flies the ball. He led the team in tackles last week. He seemed like he was doing it whenever he was in the game during the preseason. And I, I, I think his his elevation where he's gone from year one to year two has been astounding. I, I, this is how I would have expected him to play maybe in year three, but he's already doing it in year two. So I feel very, very comfortable with Zach Vaughn 
uh, as much as I do with any anybody that's replacing anybody right now uh, for the Saints. Yeah, and I think that we saw that this team already has a uh, a swagger, a, a an already a de- defensive personality uh, about them. We we saw it against the Green Bay Packers, and it wasn't a home game in Jacksonville. And I know the stands weren't even dominated really by black and gold. There was a lot of Green Bay fans that dominated uh, that dominated the stands even over there. Uh, but th- this defense was still able to get that mojo, that that rallying cry to get after the quarterback. And obviously, Sam Darnold is nowhere near on that level of an Aaron Rodgers. But if you give any NFL quarterback the time, they're going to be able to pick you apart. And we'll, we'll see now without a Marcus Davenport around. We'll see with an injured Tano Passigno. He's questionable with that calf injury. How, how much that takes a, another ding to this defensive line, how much will that hurt their ability to apply that pressure? I don't think the Carolina Panthers' offensive line is anything special. Uh, they should be able to still apply pressure there. But I, I, I'm interested to see up front on that line, too, without uh, someone like uh, Passigno possibly, and definitely without a Marcus Davenport, Maybe we see Carl Granderson get more involved in this. And I know when he has been out on the field, the snaps he gets, he's got one of those nonstop motors, a guy that's constantly getting after it. And I, I thought going into this season, he impressed me and, tra- and was one of those guys in training camp as well, that he could be your uh, a five to eight sack guy given enough of these reps. And I think with more opportunities now coming his way, Carl Granderson will be a problem for these opposing defenses. I'm so glad you said that. Just let's not forget this one fact. Other than his off-field problems that he had coming into the league, this is a first-round talent. Carl Grandison is a football player. He's an NFL football player, and he certainly is, is you know, listen, you're not going to replace Marcus Davenport overnight, but this is a certainly a, a nice replacement to come in. And yet, you know, passing, you know, being dang, dinged up too. The Saints defensive line has been the epitome of, of next man up. We know what happened in the offseason, having to unload salaries uh, with the Rankins and, of course, uh, Malcolm Brown. And then you had the problems with uh, Onyemata with the suspension. And then all of a sudden last week, the guys that that, that played stepped up and played great football, the Ringos of the world. So, <laughs> right. There's no way I thought the middle of the D-line was going to be that good, honestly. I know. And that's what I'm trying to say. This is just the next man up mentality. And I, I know that's such an overused phrase, but with the Saints, it rings more true than probably any other time that I've heard it right now with this defense and names that you've never heard of coming into training camp are all of a sudden not just contributing, but they're starting and making starring-type plays. What's going to be an interesting factor to, to see how this team responds as well is without so many of the coaching staff, and I know Sean Payton said that it was all offensive coaches, but then we also found out uh, later on in the week that there was some defensive coaches affected by the coronavirus, and there's going to be the, the, the main guy, and Orion Nielsen not around today, who who helps uplift that defensive line with his colorful uh, language for them during the games. And I'm interested to see can they can they self motivate? Are, are they going to be able to have that same kind of energy, that same kind of fire with without a, a guy like Nielsen there today pushing them? And I'm sure that the the players are able to police themselves and, and able to do that, but. To me, a guy like Ryan Nielsen, who is also elevated to assistant head coach, is it's just one of those 
uh, huge factors that doesn't, I guess, get talked about enough, what he brings to this squad and how much uh, a guy like his presence will be missing today as well. And it will be Phil. No, that is, that is a great point because that actually, more than any other coach, the team feeds off him. I mean, listen, they, they kept him around and gave him an enormous salary when LSU was calling for him. Yes, to be yes. A coach there. And, and listen, I, I've been around Ryan Nielsen, I, and you colorful language is a good way to put it. <laughs> they gravitate to him. And this is, this is as big a loss to me because he's such a motivational guy as well as, it, as any other loss that the Saints have right now. I know that's weird to say when you're talking about these top-line players, but Ryan Nielsen does mean a whole lot to this team. But I know his presence will still be felt, even though he's not going to be able to be there because of COVID. But you're right. The, the, the stuff that he does on the sideline, the stuff that he you know, gets into the players, it's going to be felt. And, uh, but, but, but this team's going to step up. They're not, they're not playing one of the top, top teams in the league, but you are playing one of the more dynamic players in the league, Christian McCaffrey. I just hope that they can hold the other team to less points than Jameis Winston in the offense can score. That's all I care about this game. I'm not looking for a route, nor do I care about one. I just want to get out of Carolina with a W today. Yeah, Terry Fontenot uh, was one of those guys that we knew right away. It's like one day he is going to be a general manager, and sure enough, he's now the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. I feel the same way about Ryan Nielsen. One day he is going to be a head coach. We're going to get more on fans' first take here on WWL coming up with Mike Dettelier delving into his notebook, which is brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional Health System. Coming back with more, want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. See you, Clarence, and others on the line. Coming back with more fans first take right after this on WWL. Looking at that Oakland Heart Rolex time check. Two hours, 35 minutes till noon kickoff in Charlotte, where your 1-0 Saints will take on the 1-0 Panthers. We get to welcome in now WWL's Mike Dettelier, Mike D's Notebook, Brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional Health System. Mike, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you, bud. Uh, We're looking at this Carolina Panthers squad, and everybody obviously wanting to talk about Christian McCaffrey at running back, but they got a new quarterback as well running the show over there. A guy who didn't have the greatest of times with the New York Jets and is looking to, I guess, also re- uh, Institute have a rebirth in his career now with the with the Panthers and Sam Darnold is is his career on a better trajectory now that he's gotten out of NYC. Yeah, I think any quarterback could say that. Uh, right. Just name us. I mean, everybody else has had some difficult times there. Uh, but uh, man, I, you know, I go back a little while with Sam because uh, I scouted him in high school. He played linebacker on defense. And so he comes to Manning, and I have a picture of him and I together. Uh, we got to kind of know one another when he comes to Manning. Uh, the Thursday uh, before we have our interview sessions on the Friday, so, man, he starts telling me Ed Ogeron stories because Ed was recruiting him to go to USC at that time. And uh, that was a real good one. Uh, he had a couple of really good stories about Coach O. And then but he made one of the greatest PA deals for Louisiana because we sat down to interview interview him and he was like, Man, I love it here. It you know, everybody's so nice. It's mean in the big city. And so everybody cracked up. He he sort of went on and on how, you know, the Bayou people had treated him well at Nichols, everything else. 
He's a big, strong-arm quarterback. If you see him, he's sort of built like a linebacker. Uh, and he's 6'4 plus. Uh, he's got a long, elongated delivery. That ball goes back real far. And he's had some issues at times. Guys have popped it out of there uh, because it's a habit you're not going to break him up. He is who he is at this stage. Uh, he is a bit of a bolter uh, out of the pocket in which he doesn't run a lot east and west. When he decides to take off, he's running it right up the middle. And then he's like a big fullback. He's gotten better with the accuracy skills in the game. Joe Brady's done so much for his game. And essence, quick reads, get the ball out fast. Uh, every once in a while, take the, a deep shot downfield. But, you know, I think working under Joe is, is going to help him out tremendously. Joe liked him a lot when he came out of USC. Remember, so did Sean Payton. And that year, Sean made it known he thought Sam Darnold was the best quarterback clear-cut in that draft class. So uh, he's a guy that Saints know a lot about, and I think his game certainly has been elevated in, in working with Joe Brady and, and, and getting the ball out quicker. And, guys, something we talked about during the week, and you're going to see it. Joe always wanted to run a, a fast-paced offense. He, he, he told me this when he was at LSU. He said, that's going to be the biggest change you see here in 2019. This was before the season. He said, I'm going to run it at breakneck speed. Uh, and he said, you know, when I return back to the NFL, I want to do it as fast as I can. Now, the referees sort of slow you down in the NFL. But you see the Panthers this year, they're running the pace of that offense a tick or a tick and a half faster than they did a year ago with Teddy Bridgewater. Joe wants to get you to stop you from this substitution and so to speak. And he wants to catch somebody out of position. So Sam Darnold couldn't be in a better spot working with Joe Brady. He's got a good receiving core and he got a stud at running back in Christian McCaffrey, who uh, the Saints have done a good job stopping him as a runner. Uh, not so much as a receiver. You know, he's just a mismatch, a nightmare to try to cover one-on-one downfield because of his shiftiness and also his speed in space. Mike, I was wondering, when you talk about a guy like Christian McCaffrey, can the Saints' defense use any of the fact that, hey, we get to practice against Alvin Kamara all week to their advantage or at least look at it as we have somebody like that in the building to mirror? Yeah, I think, Steve, uh, it's a good point. And you are practicing against Alvin, but we've all watched him in practice too. The Saints have had difficulties in Kamara in practice too. So it's sort of like, you know, 1A, 1B with the two guys. Uh, and their games are somewhat similar. Uh, I think Alvin is a little bit more physical runner than McCaffrey. Outright speed, uh, man, McCaffrey, he, he's got another gear that, you know, he's, I think he's a tick faster than Alvin is out on the track. And, uh, again, both guys, really good runners. Uh, they run with their head up, eyes planted forward. But, man, it's what they can do in the passing game just scares the bejesus out of you. Right, yeah. And you, you, you mentioned uh, at length Joe Brady. Have you seen a coordinator or a coach 
whose rise was so meteoric compared to, to to what Joe Brady's done. You saw obviously what he did going from the Saints to the LSU Tigers and then was an offensive coordinator for the first time last year and even after last season there were talk of him, there was talks of him getting uh interviews for head coaching jobs i'm just amazed on the the rise of joe brady we've seen in such a short time yeah steve uh, he had four interviews last year <laughs> and uh, it, it's funny you reminded me of something uh, jim Hazelate had told me when he was with the saints <laughs> And Jim was like, man, the first couple of interviews I had, I was terrible at it. But he said, Dan, you understood sort of, you know, how to go through the interview process. And I think Joe went through that last year uh, in doing it. He's a real sharp guy. Uh, you know, he's kind of quarterback whisperer. He's going to play to the assets of that quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he still sort of kids me about, you know, man, Bear and I were telling him something about, you know, he was one of the last guys to leave practice, you know, and he'd come in and was like, hey, you going to uh, get Sean's car washed? You going to the, get donuts or Popeye's fried chicken or whatever? And he would just – he would never say anything. He would just shake his head and walk away. Uh, and then he, when he went to LSU – he would tell me, oh, uh, no more running to Popeye's fried chicken for me. <laughs> he got <laughs> so, canes over there. Yeah, I got somebody else to go get that. And so, you know, he, but he's, he's got a wry sense of humor about him. Uh, but, man, uh, Steve, he's not going to stay coordinator for much longer. He, he's going to be a head coach in the NFL. And I knew his love for the game was much more pro than it was college. I don't think he was crazy about some of the just unbelievable tornado swirl of recruiting 24 seven, 365 uh, in college football. And uh, he, he, he loves the pro game. I mean, he, he's terrific in college, but man, I think the recruiting part <laughs> sort of edges some people out. And I think he, he's not going to be much longer. He's going to be a head coach in the national football league and uh, got great relationship too with receivers. Cause that's what he coached at LSU. People think he was, you know, Joe Burrow's coach, but he really was the coach of Jamar Chase, of Terrace Marshall, of Sid Jefferson. He was coaching the receivers. That's what I saw him do in practice. And uh, so, uh, you know, that part of the game he knows just so well. He's got a great relationship between quarterback and receivers, and he understands that so well. Uh, Looking at this Panthers defense, Mike, not as uh, notable, I guess, as years pass, but still uh, a lot of problems they can present to you uh, with their linebacker group, their front four. And also, you look at a safety like Jeremy Chin has really made a difference for them since coming in last year. Duty's bad to the bone. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, he take names. He kicking butt and taking names every time he hits the field. Uh, here was the guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder every time he hits that field. Um, he's a big-time player. He's going to be um, an all-pro, pro-bowl player for a long time. You know, he's got some genetics now. His uncle is Steve Atwater, who's in Pro Football's Hall of Fame. Wow. But he, and he was a lightweight kid. You know, he goes to Southern Illinois. But when you look at him, he's like a, built like an outside linebacker. He's six foot three, 225 pounds. Last year, you saw Jeremy play a lot up front. 
uh, almost like another linebacker uh, up along the line of scrimmage. And watching him last week, they had him much deeper in coverage. Uh, uh, but, man, he can play. He's physical. He's smart. He comes up the scene quickly in run support. And he's gotten much better in the one-on-one coverage part of the game. Though he's a stud football player. He really is. And you look last year, you know, they used every draft pick they had on defense. Every one. And then this year, what did they do? Look who they picked in the first round. J.C. Horn. Right. You know, so, you know, they got Derrick Brown. And we've seen enough of Derrick, man, when he was at Auburn. Good gracious. Man, when he wants to, he has got the meter. He can, like, click, click, click it. And uh, Damian Lewis has a story uh, who got picked high by Seattle. was a really good offensive guard for LSU. And he couldn't block him in 2019. He had some difficulties. And, man, they on him. Uh, as Damian leaves the field one time, Derek got a lot of pressure. And the coach is on him. Hey, block him. He's like, man, there's like two Derek Browns out there. And Coach O's comment is, well, at least block one of them. You know, but um, he's a big man at six foot four, three hundred thirty pounds, and he collapses the inside. Shaq Thompson's a guy that's really impressive who can run the field, sideline the sideline well, and then Burns coming off the edge, a really good edge pass rusher. So, when I look at it, their strength is front seven. They can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, the cornerback group. Man, I'm going after J.C. Horn. Come on, he's a rookie. Prove me, prove to me how good you are, okay? No matter how good you were in high in high school or college, man, that don't mean squat in the NFL. And they're going to test him. And so I suspect the Saints are going to throw the football a lot more today than they did last week against Green Bay. They're they going after those corners. And remember, Drew Brees had some of his best games against the Panthers throwing the football. Man, if I knew that, Sean Payton knows that too. And he's going to go after the two corners uh, for the Panthers. So I think Mark West Calloway may have a huge day today. I was I was looking at things too, Mike, and, and seeing with the amount of coaches that this Saints squad is going to be dealing with out today. And then all of a sudden you look on the defensive side of the ball, no linebacker Quan Alexander, no defensive end Marcus Davenport, among some others. And you got questionable a Marshawn Lattimore, a C.J. Gardner-Johnson, even Tano Passanio, P.J. Williams. Are we, it seems like at least to me, is are we shaping up for a track meet kind of game today? Well, it'd be a lot closer than it was last week. That's all <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, man, uh, listen, uh, it's not who you play, but when you play them. Yeah. And, and who's available. And you're sort of beat up right now. And now you've got a coaching uh, situation with, with the COVID stuff and, and not having Ryan on the defensive side to football. Uh, you know, they'll be okay on offense because Sean and Pete Carmichael are there, you know. So that, that part I'm not too worried about. But uh, I know Ryan plays a big part uh, in, in situational substitution up front along that front four. And that was dominant last week. That really was dominant. How well – they matched up against the Packers' offensive line, and they were physical uh, on both sides of the football. So, uh, listen, to, I think this is going to be a razor-close game uh, between the Saints and the Panthers. And, again, you, the Panthers caught them or catching them at a, at a good time because of the amount of injuries. But on the other part, 
Um, you know, Roby's going to be in the lineup at corner. Right. So that's a help at the cornerback position. Uh, it's just you sort of beat up uh, up front along the defensive line. And you got a lot of players at linebacker now. And that was that unbelievably turned from a question mark into a strength for this football team. Agreed. I look for Zach Bond to have a big day. Zach played well last week. Not his opportunity to step up even more with him and Demario Davis. And uh, I, I just want to see how they match up against McCaffrey. Last week, nine targets, nine completions, averaged about 10 yards a catch. So uh, whoever's got him, uh, it's one of those, man, give me some help somewhere along the way. Or get me a pass rush. Also to Carl Grandison. It is going to be a big game for him with no Davenport in the lineup, questionable with Passano. Carl Grandison, now it's a huge opportunity, and we've seen him in practice and also early in the preseason games. Man, he's brought some heat coming off the edge. Definitely, and he's one, obviously, I'm looking for as well. And hopefully we get to see something from the rookie Peyton Turner, who I know Coach Peyton said that they're hoping is able to contribute something this game. We didn't get to see him at all in the first matchup of the season. Uh, that that rookie, that first-round draft pick, we don't need another issue at defensive get end with another uh, early-round uh, defensive end draft pick. Hopefully – Turner is able to do something. I'm not expecting him to come, come out and be gangbusters today, but at least to get into this rotation. The, the team really needs him right now. Yeah, uh, what Bear says, he's hell when he's well. <laughs> That's he's a, a one of, of his time. famous ones, right. <laughs> but he, he but he spent a lot of time in the tub. And so, hey, listen, today you got to get out of the tub. you got to play today. And um, the fact that he can do – sort of the same things Passano can do. In essence, in these NASCAR packages on obvious passing situations, you put him inside where he's an athletic mismatch for a guard. And he's got that, that huge wingspan. Man, get your hands up in the air and, and disrupt Sam Darnold's view uh, downfield. So hopefully we, we get to see a lot of him. But right now, you know, for the Panthers, they really couldn't ask for a better situation with all the injuries that the Saints have. And dealing with adversity, but which team in the NFL has dealt with as much adversity as the Saints and played as well during the regular season? Sean's done an unbelievable job. People don't understand how difficult that is in continuity on a football team. And and this team seems to – they they walk in step no matter what. Appreciate always the time. That's WWL's Mike Dettilia. You'll hear – more from him on the countdown to kickoff, which is coming up after this. Mike, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll get uh, check in with more with you later on today about this big matchup. All right, Steve. Thank you, buddy. I'm Steve Geller along with Scott Alexander here on Fans First Take. We've got Clarence and Bill on the line. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Coming back with more Fans First Take right after the break. This is WWL. Welcome back into Fans First Take. Scott Alexander, Steve Geller here with you. Getting you ready for a Saints-Panthers-NFC South showdown today. High noon. Coming up after this will be the countdown to kickoff with Bobby Hebert and Christian Garrick, followed by the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister, bringing you all the coverage from Charlotte, North Carolina. On the line with us, we got Clarence, been waiting patiently to talk to me and Scott. Clarence, what you got for us today? Hey, Clarence. Hey, how you guys doing, man? We are doing great. How about you? 
I'm doing good, but you know what I think? I think the Saints going to blow the Panthers out today. I really because uh, – I like the positivity. Because uh, James playing for a new contract, and he, he know it because he could be a rich man next year. One final throw. Yeah. Why can our dad and poor state – Thank you, Clarence. Well, I think I hope he's right. The Saints uh, ended their season last year with a blowout of the Panthers. That's a little bit of a different scenario this year. A whole different quarterback over there, a healthy McCaffrey. But this is a big game. You want to win these division games. I know it doesn't on the surface seem like it's a huge game as if maybe you're facing a Tampa Bay or even your rival Atlanta. But it's a division game, and it's just as important, Steve. Yeah, you always hear Drew Brees or any of the players honestly say these division games count for two. So it doesn't matter, like you said, if it's the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers or a considered lowly team like the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? Going into this season, I thought this Panthers squad was going to be uh, a little bit better than maybe most expected. Uh, healthy Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't think Sam Darnold is a bad quarterback. And I, I think those upgrades for them – uh, in year two of Matt Rule was going to be a plus along with what Joe Brady brings. And it's like we were talking about with Mike Dettelier. It's just a tempo, uh, his ability to get to the open wide receiver. And it's just, you know, it's something that's going to cause problems. It's almost like the Saints defense is kind of taking on a mirror of the Saints offense in this game because of what Joe Brady's done in the past with this team and that LSU. We've seen them using those Saints concepts. Yeah, don't underestimate that Joe Brady uh, factor either because, listen, year one was a wash. I mean, they, they, they had different guys coming in and out of that position. Now they've been around the system a little bit. This is Darnold's first time in it. But Darnold, uh, once again, another guy that was a huge pick coming out of USC, a, a top five pick. So this guy's got talent, and he just was at this dysfunctional situation with the New York Jets. But I fully expect him to be a really nice quarterback with the Saints. And he's a guy that Sean Payton was actually looking at, remember, in the offseason as a possible guy that they might even bring in to compete with Jameis. So, listen, there's a lot of talent there. We know what D.J. Moore did to the Saints last season back in the Dome. He killed him with a, a huge bomb and a couple of big plays uh, to, to almost beat the Saints. That was a 27-24 win. So, I'm not taking this game lightly, and neither should – anybody out there that thinks just because the Panthers were the Panthers last year that this is a gimme because any time you go on the road in the NFL, it's going to be a battle. And that's why the line is only three, three and a half. And it was three and a half before all these guys were hurt. I think it's down to three. It might even have gotten lower. I have no idea. But the fact is, is the people around the country realize going on the road is never easy in the NFL. Yeah, when you look at the the numbers of stuff, it was actually kind of surprised to see that this Saints team has actually beaten the Panthers the last four regular season meetings. That typically doesn't happen in these NFC South matchups. They're kind of, you know, back and forth, give and take. And the Panthers, I know, have the edge in these all-time all season series. But lately, it's been Sean Payton, the Saints, having the Panthers number. Yeah, and, the, and that, that goes into the fact we talked about earlier. In the last four-plus years, the Saints do have the number one record in the NFL. Obviously, they've had some heartbreaking exits from the playoffs. But, you know, when you go in, you get these tiebreaker situations, which you're bound to have now. Seven teams are going to the playoffs. You know, division record is one of the big ones. And, and that's why when Drew Brees, like you said, makes those comments about, hey, it's like two games, that's the reason why. I mean, listen, you don't want to lose any of them. But if you lose one, lose to an AFC team. 
You know, there's less tiebreaker situations and, and going on and, and total record type stuff. So this is a game they have to focus on, and they really need to get this W. I mean, listen, going into New England next week is going to be tough. I don't care who's quarterback, and they have a rookie. New England's New England, and uh, Belichick will have all his tricks up for Sean Payton. This is a game you've got to get if you want to come back at least 2-1 and one when you play, face the Giants on October 3rd. Scotty A., we got Dave Potter at Master Control hitting us with some queen. Another one bites the dust. Hoping that happens for these Carolina Kitty Cats today at a high new kickoff in Charlotte. More, f- more, fans, more fans first take coming back right after this on WWL. Back on fans first take, Steve Geller with Scott Alexander gearing up for a noon kickoff in Charlotte. Week 2, it's the Saints versus Panthers. Both teams 1-0. Scott, how you feeling about this game shaking out today i think it's a w it's going to be hard fought but get the ball to the tight ends and to the wide receivers and you should have no problem at all yeah i'm a little more skeptical i think the saints end up losing this one in a close one kind of like a 28 27 game just really really uh, upset about the Saints defensive situation and missing qual alexander is going to be huge i'm steve geller for, and scott alexander next the countdown to kickoff with Bobby A. Bear and Christian Garrick on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.